super excited this morning. I get to have my family with me, and that don't happen very often, seeing they're like 14 and a half hours away from me, which is a little too far. But uh, such an honor and a delight to be here and to be in the presence of the Lord. I've come with a word this morning to tell you, don't worry about your situation. Don't look at it. Look at God. Because when we keep our eyes focused on Him, then His plan and His purpose will be fulfilled in our lives. If you have your Bibles, go to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Going to read verses 20 through 25. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And I told the morning service, the early, I guess you call it early morning service. Uh, I told them, I said... Um, the louder you are, the better I'll preach. Well, this is 11 o'clock. You all ought to be a little more awake than the 845. So don't you dare get quiet on me now. I heard some uh, pretty loud worship while the praise was going on, and that's fine and dandy, and I enjoy it, and I was doing a little bit of it myself, but don't get quiet on me now. Amen. Can we give the Lord some praise in this house? Second Chronicles 20, starting at verse 20. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and ye shall be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, that, and that they should praise the beauty of his holiness. And as they went out before the army, and to say, Praise the Lord. For his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and to destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, every one helped to destroy another. And when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude, and behold, there were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and none escaped. And when Joseph, Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. And they were three days in gathering of the spoils. It was so much. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be here. We thank you for that presence that we still feel in this house. We thank you knowing that nothing is impossible to them that believe. And Lord, today we believe that you are still God that sits on the throne, 
that still heal bodies, that still breaks the strongholds, God, that sets the captive free. And, Lord, we ask today for those that are watching by way of social media, those that are sick in body, you said you sent your word and healed them. And we send the word right now that by your stripes we are healed. Lord, and whatever other need they may need in their life, you are God that is more than able. And I ask for this moment, Lord, that you would anoint me to speak this word in the way that you would intend it to go forth. Open up the ears to hear and we'll never fail to give you praise for it. In the mighty name of Jesus, we ask these things, amen and amen. And my title today is, Won't He Do It? I'm not asking a question. I'm making a statement. Because I have seen in my own lifetime how many times he has done it for me. And the Bible says that he is no respect of person. What he does for one, he'll do for another. And won't he do it? I'm, I'm glad to know today that we serve a God that can take a situation that seems impossible and turn it for my good. When it looks like there's no hope, when it looks like there's no help, he'll turn it for my good. In the scripture, the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and the others besides the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Now, it's one thing if one person or one one group comes against you, but he had three different groups come against you. Has it ever seemed like that there are times in your life that it comes from every side? It comes from the front, the back, the north, and the south, and every way you turn, it seems like the battle is there, but I'm glad to report good news to you today. He will go before you. He will come behind you. He will go from side to side. He will surround you and he will have you covered. I like what I found in verse 3 of this verse of scripture I was reading. It says that Jehoshaphat feared and said himself to seek the Lord and to proclaim a fast through all Judea. See, there are times when things arise and we don't know what to do that fear seems to creep in. I've heard a lot of people say, I'm afraid to go out of the house. I'm afraid to go to my job. I'm afraid to go to the store. I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of the doctor's report. I'm afraid I'm going to get laid off my job. I'm going to tell you something today. If we will do what Jehoshaphat did and we would set ourselves to seek the Lord. A lot of times we want somebody else to do all of our praying for us and us reap the benefits but we need to seek the face of the Lord and then God will be there I like what verse 9 said also it says if notice this little word if when evil cometh upon us as a sword judgment or pestilence or famine we stand before this house and in thy presence for thy name is in this house and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. If when evil comes, it hadn't even come yet. Things hadn't even happened yet. But he's looking, well, if it comes, I'm going to be prepared before it ever gets here. A lot of times people wait till trouble comes before they pray. 
But if they would realize if they pray before trouble ever comes, the battle or the situation wouldn't seem near as hard as it is if we got ourselves prepared. We got to prepare for whatever it is that's coming. They may be things that you don't even know about, but God will drop something into your spirit by the Holy Spirit that will warn you, I need to prepare for this. And when we prepare and we pray, don't wait until it happens, but pray before it happens, and then it won't seem near a struggle to get through. A lot of times people will wait, and they want to see what happens next. Why, if you got God on your side, you can rear up like a big lion and say, I ain't worried about what's coming because I know my Redeemer lives. I love how every song today talked about praise unto God, lifting him up. But we allow the enemy to get the best of our emotions sometimes. And instead of trusting God, we get all frustrated and we get all bent out of shape. And then there are times we allow hurt and pain and heartache to be more than we recognize what God is. They, some of you sitting in here today, you've been hurt over and over and over over seems like every way you go every way you turn it's been some kind of a hurt but I've come to tell you today you can't allow your hurt and your heart to be on the same level it can't be there because if your hurt and your heart is on the same level you ain't never going to get over it you ain't never going to get past it Have you ever had a pain or a hurt and you went to the doctor or maybe you had sense enough to know I I need to get my hurt, I need to elevate it, I need to get it above my heart so the swelling will go down. You get a hurt ankle, what they say, elevate it above your heart so the swelling don't get so bad on you. You get a pain or something and they'll say just elevate it above your heart. I told them earlier, I said when I was a teenager and I was following around with my dad, My dad was in Harlem preaching a revival and I went with him and we would sing and play for dad and while we were coming home we would stop at a little grocery store on the side of the road and we'd run in and get a snack. I told him I said me and Kenny was dating at the time. I must have had my mind on him because it wasn't on what I was doing and when I shut the door my thumb was still in the door and in in pain I jerked which made it a whole lot worse. I mean, it was horrible looking. And on the way home, every time my heart would beat, my thumb would beat. I went home, went to bed, couldn't sleep for the pain because every time it would, my heart would beat, my thumb would beat. I finally realized I got to get up. I went and got in the recliner. I sat with my thumb held up over my heart all night long in that recliner, but guess what? The pain wasn't there no more because I got it elevated. You're going to have to get your pain elevated above your heart and allow God to take that pain and do the healing for it to be gone. But God is more than able. Why did I say that? Because some have had church hurt. Some have felt like I can't do anything for the Lord again because I have been hurt so bad. But God said today is a day for you to get that hurt above your heart because your future is brighter than what your past has ever been. Because in the middle of chaos, in the middle of epidemic and pandemic, 
pandemic, God says, I can still use you if you will be willing and if you will be available. I like what Jehoshaphat did. He consulted with the people. What do you mean? In other words, he got them together and he talked to them. Today, we're consulting with the people on what to do in bad situations. And then he appointed singers unto the Lord. See, it ain't everybody can sing. I've heard a few. Somebody say, I can't sing. I'm going to try. No, don't even try. Leave it to the ones that can. Leave it to the ones that God has called. See, God's called people for different areas of their life. He's called some preachers. He's called some singers. He's called some teachers. If you're a teacher and you can't sing, don't try to sing. Leave it to the ones that can sing that he's appointed. And then they said, he told them what to do, that they should praise the beauty of his holiness. Then he even told them what to sing. See, sometimes you got to get people on the right track. I've been in churches and I want to turn around sometimes and say, can you all stop that? <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. Spirit of God get to moving and the power of God get to moving like crazy. And then they want to get up and sing some funeral song. That's when you need to say, hey, can you go back and sit down at your seat? We, need, we got better business to do here because God's a moving. They appointed. They Here's what he said to say. Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Before he ever went to battle, he had a plan. He consulted the people. He appointed singers unto the Lord. He told them what to sing. And guess what? The Lord started setting up ambushments against the enemy. How crazy is it that you're going to battle, you're going to fight somebody, and you don't have weapons, and you put a bunch of people out there to sing a praise song, and then all of a sudden, God begins to change the atmosphere. See, praise changes the atmosphere. You ever have a bad day at home? You ever seem like you get one phone call after another or your kids is driving you crazy or it seems like they're wandering far away from God instead of sitting down and we call it in the mountains mully grubbing. That's being sorry for yourself. You get up and you put you on a praise. I thank you, God. I know you're bringing them in. I thank you, God, because I'm not going to let the enemy take them. I thank you, God, because I'm going to trust you. I thank you, God. And you put a praise on in your house. Before long, you'll feel the atmosphere in your house begin to change. You don't like the atmosphere in your house? Put you on a praise break. I don't know if you ever saw it or not. I love the clip that they play on YouTube. And it's Charlie Brown. And it's all the Charlie Brown characters. And they got all the music going. And it's Kevin Wallace. And Kevin Wallace is talking. And all of a sudden, all the little Charlie Brown characters gets to dancing up a storm. And dust is just a falling everywhere. I said, good God, if Charlie Brown can dance and praise and him being a cartoon, me being a child of the most high living God, I can put a praise on my lips. I can put a dance in my shoes. I can praise him because he's worthy. See, you didn't bring me where he brought me from. You didn't bring
bring me. You didn't save me. You didn't save me. You didn't sanctify me. And you didn't fill me with the Holy Ghost. You didn't heal me with cancer. You didn't heal me with arthritis. You didn't heal me with leukemia. But it was him. Therefore, I will give him the praise that is due his name. Oh, won't he do it? Won't he fight your battles? Won't he make your enemies your footstool? Won't he dry your tears? Won't he give you joy for sorrow? Won't he turn your mourning into dancing? Won't he, won't he, won't he? Won't he work it for your good? Won't he, when it seems like you're up a mountain? Run up here, Gabby. I didn't know I was going to do this, but run up here. Won't he? When you're up against the mountain. She just graduated from high school. Just turned 18 years old. In her senior years, she come up one of the biggest battles that's ever been fought. She wanted to start a pro-life club in her high school. They denied her. They said it's too political. Yet they have a Democrat club, a Republican club, an LGB club, name all the rest of them, all them other clubs, but yet hers was too political. She had a grown man look at her in the face and say, you cannot go up against Collier County High School Board. They will eat you up. They will tear you to shreds. You don't go up against Collier County in the high school. But guess what? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? She got on, God, it was all over national TV. She's on every news station in Florida. Young girl in high school denied club activity for pro-life. She even had pro, uh, people that was pro-abortion, was for abortion, sending her messages and saying, I don't agree with what you're doing, but that's wrong, what they're trying to do for you. That's being blessed by your enemy. Being turned around. Lawyer, got it. Lawyer contacted my daughter. Said, I saw your daughter's news. Said, I want to help her. God sent the perfect man to intervene for her. Won't he do it? Won't he send you whatever you need? Won't he come to your rescue right when you need it? Guess what? It was a battle. There was tears. There was heartache. They were, she was talked about. She was ridiculed. Their friends in school even talked about her. They made fun of her. But guess what? God intervened and won't he do it? He sent the perfect man and they won against the whole school board county. And they won against it. And they said they have to let her start a pro-life club and just recently she was in Washington D.C. standing on the same stage as Abby Johnson that made the pro-life movie giving a testimony and talking about how God intervened. Won't he do it? Thank you baby. He'll do it if we'll stand. She didn't waver. She still said I'm going to still believe I'm still going to trust and won't he do it? God calls the enemy to turn on each other. See, sometimes you don't have to do nothing but just praise. When the enemy's after you, just get you a praise going. The enemy turned on each other until they were all dead and none of them escaped. When Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, 
They looked into the multitude. They were checking to see where all the enemy was at. And when they looked, they found dead bodies laying everywhere. None of them. He'll take your enemies and make you a blessing. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoils of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels. They began to take them off of them. Well, if I found somebody dead on the side of the road, nobody didn't know them. They had something look good and worth money. I believe I'd take it too. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for your blessing today. <laughs> they began to strip it off of them. It was so much that it took them three days. Can you imagine that? took them three days to get all the jewels and all the riches that were on their bodies because it was so much. So when Jehoshaphat was up against the strongest battle of three armies coming against him, because he set out with a praise and because he set out with a group of people that could praise. Do I have any praisers in this house today? Do I have anybody that's not ashamed to lift up their hand? Do I have, you know how we're going to take the city? You know how we're going to take the city? We ain't going to take the city by being a bunch of Mickey Mouses. We ain't going to take a city by being quiet. We ain't going to take the city. You, we, we got all these crazy protesters out there protesting for all the wrong stuff. It's time the Christians raise up and start protesting for the right stuff. Put a praise on. What would happen if you went down the streets of Corbin saying praise the Lord for his mercy endure forever. Praise the Lord for his mercy endure forever. The Christians are sitting and they're being quiet and they're not doing nothing but it's time we raise up take our family take our church take our nation so much spoils I've come to tell you today he's God of whatever you need he's got everything that we need if the stores shut down and you can't get a bite of food you won't be hungry if he rained manna out of heaven for one group, he'd rain manna out of heaven for another group. If the ravens could bring meat and bread to Elijah, I don't know if it's Big Mac or Burger King, I don't know, Whopper. Whatever it was sounds pretty good about right now. But he had meat and bread, meat and bread, meat and bread. It just came to him. See, there's some of you in here that's been searching and seeking for God. You're wondering when it's going to happen. I've come to tell you, he's going to do it. And then you're going to say, well, won't he do it? The pain and the heartache that some of you all have been through, today is a day of turnaround. Church hurt. Today's the day to wipe the slate clean. See, you got workers that need to be working. But because of hurt, they don't feel like they're good enough no more. That was good workers. Listen, I've been there. I know what church hurts like. Ain't nothing no worse hardly ever than a church hurt. The enemy will either take it and destroy you from it, or you'll allow God to raise you up 
and be better than you've ever been in your life. Today is a day of healing for some people in here. And won't he do it? Won't he do it? If he did it for them, just think what he can do for us. If he can help one group, he can help this group. But I'm telling you, there, this, is, this thing right here that we're going through right now is going to spark one of the biggest revivals we've ever seen. Somebody said, well, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Well, just talk your negative talk. Mm. Come on up here and we'll lay hands on you and pray for you at the same time. But I'm telling you, I believe that God is using this thing to wake some people up. I believe he's getting the attention of some people because we have relied on the government. We've relied on the, the White House. We've relied on the economic. But now, look, it's all crashing down around us. And what have we got? We still got Jesus. We still got a God that sits on the throne that knows right where we're at and won't he do it? Won't he do it? He has proved himself time and time and time again. Some of you have already been walking through seasons of seeing God's blessings, but you've still not attained the whole abundance and the precious jewels that God has for you as they come to the music. See, I just preached I get done when God says <laughs> When it's over, it's over. <laughs> Hallelujah. I have been known to preach an hour. I have been. When he says stop, I stop. I know we can't gather. I know we can't lay hands. But that don't stop God. That don't stop God from doing what God wants to do. If you're in here and you don't know the Lord is your personal Savior, that is the greatest miracle you will ever receive in your entire life is salvation from Jesus Christ through the blood of Jesus. I wouldn't want to live through this craziness we're in without knowing Him and having the peace that you can lay down of a night with reassurance no matter what I wake up to tomorrow. Won't He do it for me tomorrow? Just like he did it for me today. Some of you have had pain. Some of you have had heartache. Some of you have financial needs. Some of you have physical needs. And I've come to tell you today that he's God that is more than able. The word says he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can even think or imagine. Some of you ain't thinking hard enough. I wonder sometimes people think at all. Put your imagination way out there. What you want God to do. Quit thinking little things. If you'd have thought little things, you'd have never got the building. Who goes in a pandemic and buys a building? <laughs> Who goes when the stores are shut down and people being laid off and buys a building? That sounds crazy. I ain't calling you crazy. I said that sounds crazy. You crazy in a good way. You crazy in a good way. Because you trust the promises of God. And the provisions of God. 
And I'm going to tell you something today, Pastor. In the middle of craziness, in the middle when everything is turned upside down, provision is going to come quicker than you even think or imagine. Why? Because worship. Because worship. Not worrying about it. Not saying, oh God. Oh God, we've got this now. We've got this huge debt. No, you get up. I thank you, Lord. Provision's coming today. I thank you, Lord. Provision's coming today. I thank you, Lord, that tomorrow people are going to come, people are going to find out, and people are going to send you money from places you don't even know. They're going. I'm, I'm telling you, God's on His truth. Won't He do it? Won't He do it? Won't His Word do it? Won't He say whatever I say is true? Won't He do it? Today, if you need something from God, listen, I ain't afraid to lay hands on you. You ain't afraid to be anointed and touched. I ain't a bit scared to lay hands on you. That's what the Word says, anoint them with oil and pray the prayer of faith over them. I'm under Psalms 91. I dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. So that distance of laying hands on, that don't bother me none. Do whatever you're comfortable with. I ain't going to beg you to come up here, but do whatever you're comfortable with. If you want to come up front for prayer, I'm going to ask you as you stand to come for prayer. If you don't feel comfortable coming with prayer, but you need God to do something miraculously in your life, we're going to have a praise break this morning. If you're able, you raise your hands. Listen, if UK was playing and it was down to the wire, they were in overtime. I know how some of y'all get. And it was down in overtime with only a few seconds to go. Let's say they had five seconds. Balls in their possession. Y'all would be some of the craziest people ever was. Say the game's tied. Let's put a little tense in there. Let's get you tensed up this morning. It's in their possession. The game is tied. Five seconds on the clock already in overtime. Best player UK's got's got the ball in his hand. Why, you'd be screaming your lungs out for him to get down there and get them other points. You'd leave out there that you wouldn't be able to hardly talk. We come to church and we won't even hardly say a word. When the greatest thing that has ever happened to us has happened, that he gave his life for us, that he died on the cross, that he shed his blood for our healing, and then we just sat there. You know how you're going to receive? You're going to receive through praise today. He's, a, he's going to, you got a battle? If you'll start praising, he's going to set some ambushments on your behalf and block a bunch of stuff that you should have got into, but he will block it on your behalf. But how did it happen? Through praise. So as they begin to sing today, I want you to put on a crazy praise. What's a crazy praise? Out of your ordinary. Out of your ordinary. I don't care if you do the ball goal. 
comfort zone today and do something for God that you're not used to doing and get you a crazy praise on your lips and start, why don't you start thanking him for what it is that you're wanting him to do for you. 